we got you. You almost got you for more. You almost got me. This you didn't get yourself just. Hey, are you eating like Tostitos? Those are some crunchy chips. No, it's Lay's salt and vinegar. I Ooh, fucking love salt and, salt and vinegar. I love salt. I love vinegar. Man, I can't do it, man. I'll put vinegar on anything. You ever get burger from like Five Guys, and you mix the malt vinegar with your ketchup? Jesus Christ, it's the greatest. I thing. like a I like a sub with vinegar on it every now and then. Like when you get a really nice sub, like a little bit of oil and vinegar. Like, but I can't do vinegar otherwise, man. Mm, I love. I feels like a, feels like I'm eating chemistry. In no, a sandwich. I love vinegar. I love the tang, like the sour tang to it. It's just the best. You like licking batteries? What else do you do? Um, you know, I you eat rock salt. Eat street salt. Yeah, maybe I will. You, you bitch. Well, welcome was, to Off the Post. This is okay. the show where the podcast where we answer your questions about the New York Rangers when Mike isn't, you know, being mean and a little jerk face. By the way, big props to all of you. Downloads since we joined Vox have been off the hizzy. So we off appreciate the hizzy, that. Kids. Continue to make it off the hizzy. Tell your friends about it. If you're looking Give us for five it. stars on iTunes. That would be great. There was uh, some, you know, be wonderful. Just be great. Anyway, using the hashtag bantering points, we can answer your questions about the New York Rangers. Maddie B gets us started. Hello, Mike. Joe, to a lesser extent, Winky Face. Oh. You know what, Maddie B? We're not answering your question now. Maddie B, I'll share Zachary a Smilowitz. I'm just kidding, Maddie B. I will answer your question because it's literally directed to me. Question to Joe When you're pretending to be Mike Richter, what save were you trying to make? Mine was always the split glove save. That guy had the best glove saves. Uh, mine was also a glove save, although it wasn't a split. It was like the you go down on your right knee and you kick your left leg out like a kick save. And then you, you make the glove save and you pull the glove back like like the puck was moving a million miles per hour. And you do like you a windmill with your hand. Yeah, that's, yeah. What that, that's what I was trying to do. What saves did you do, Michael? Uh, didn't play a lot of goalie. Played D. Okay, well, you've ruined that question. And my growing up, I was a big Brian Leach fan, and then during the dark years, for whatever reason, I chose to uh, to connect with Ulf Samuelson, the, the New York Rangers great. Um, and so when I played in my first roller hockey league, I wore number five because of Ulf Samuelson, and on my first shift, I got a spearing penalty, and that was uh, that was my hockey career starting. That was very nice of you. Zachary Smilowitz. I hope I got that right. Bringing up an old one here. We've already established that if a bug is in the corner and it's out of the reach in your home, it is only adequate to let the beast be. Yeah, let him go. Only when it is close to you do you kill it. That's a callback to an old show. That's right, Zachary. What about in the shower when you can use water as a weapon? I'll hang Ooh, up. You know what? I'm you got it. this I, one, Joe. Yeah, all right, go ahead. So here's the thing. If you're in the shower and you see a bug, I feel like you're... You're in a state of vulnerability. You're naked. Uh, and goodness knows it can be quite slippery in the shower, Joseph. If that bug is to turn on you like like a cornered raccoon, uh, like a cornered armadillo, like a cornered possum, uh, like a cornered red panda, like a cornered animal of any, of any kind, really. If he turns on you, you might get started. You might jump. You might snap your neck in half. And that's unacceptable. I consider it to be perfectly fair game to uh, either get some shower water in your mouth and spit it out and use it like mortar fire and just barrage that son of a bitch like Dresden, send him down the drain, 
Or alternatively, I like to like take my hand and cup the water like against my chest and then drop it. Like we'll do a little flurry of water just to send them down the drain. I'm also, bugs are weird. Like, do ants drown? I'm like, technically ants just float. It's a weird thing in the Amazon. They like, there's something called an ant ball where all the ants will like clump together. And then that thing will just float like a goddamn grapefruit through the yeah, jungle. Yeah, ants are, the bugs are scary. Here's here's my thing, okay? Water don't kill bugs is what is my point. Water my don't penis kill is swinging openly. Okay? <laughs> if my penis is swinging openly. Oh my goodness. You kill the bug any way you can. I don't care if you have to get on a ladder. Mike is right. Um, it is just, yeah, nope. The, the rules of engagement are different when you're, when when you're, you're naked. Okay. When you're naked and you're vulnerable. When I'm ass out um, and that penis is swinging, nope, absolutely yeah. not. If the bug can see my nipples directly, uh, this is... It's a pretty serious there's problem. There's no more chivalry between man and, and insect no. at that time. No, The rules of engagement, it's completely different. It's time for war. Yeah, 100%. You can use whatever weapon you have. Use your swinging penis. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. Why would you use your swinging penis? That's uh, terrible. You know, I probably wouldn't, just out of fear. But it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Panerwin 2020. Hey, Joe and Mike. With Bushnevich scoring at a now torrid pace, do you think the Rangers will like to sign him long term? And if so, what do you predict his contract will look like? Oh, I'm for it. I mean, I I'm want... for it too, but I, I, bet the Rangers, I bet the Rangers give him a bridge deal. Uh, I want the four-year deal. How much money, Michael? 3.3. Mm, feels a little light. Well, what if you could get him for a four-year, $20 million deal? Do you do it? Wait, four-year, $20 million? Yep, $5 million a year, four years. Uh, I'd feel better about four years, 16. But I'm telling you four years, 20. I would say... I probably would still do it, but no. that would that would make me uncomfortable. I would uh, No, I'd say no. I love Bucinevich, but I think that's a that's going to be a no for me, dog. Going to be a no for you, dog. If that one is, and I, I hope, I hope that make that makes me look like an idiot in a couple of years to have said no to that deal. But the thing is, I just it, he can be. I I believe in Bucinevich's skill. What I don't believe in is that he will be continue to be used in such a way that. You know, takes full advantage of his skill set. Like that has been a problem for his brief career thus far. Been a problem under two different head coaches now in New York. Like, uh, I'll take the four year, four years at four million for sixteen. Uh, I'll do that deal. Uh, maybe so that's I, your maximum. Yeah, which that, I don't think is a bad. I don't think that's look. If you're Buchnevich. And the Rangers offer you a long-term contract. If I was his agent, I would really, depending on the offer, I'd try to get him to sign a bridge deal because you're betting on yourself. There's, yeah, sure, there's guaranteed money up front, but if he puts up 60 points next year or 65 points or, you know, God willing, 70 points. Would you really do $5 million a year, Joe? Um, I would I would think about it, but it would make me really uncomfortable. With your dick just swinging around in the well, breeze? Well, see, now is my penis swinging? If it's swinging, you know... I would think about it. I think I might walk away from a four-year, $20 million deal, but I would think about it. I really would. And and just because the Rangers have plenty of cap space, it's not just my irrational love for Bucinevich. Like, if Bucinevich is a 55-point player, say, okay? He's going to be 24. 
Is he uh, worth $5 million at a 55-point player? Uh, That's, I mean, the cap is going up. That's kind of what those guys cost right now. He did. He is also, he can say, I just scored 20 goals in under 60 games. I mean, you know, yeah. if, you, if you get a 25, even, I mean. Last season, 43 points. This season, he'll end up with 40 points, maybe. I mean, he's running out of time, obviously, but. Uh, Pace of 52 points, That's, though. that's that's it's too, a good question. It's a good question. That's a great question. I, I would think towards, about it. I don't. I don't want to bridge him. I don't want to bridge him either. I, the question is: Is the bridge more palatable than a in a than a greater investment? Is it more palatable than than hitting a, a nightcrawler with the, with the bell into your penis in the shower? I don't know if I would use that. Stack guy wit many ranger career highs this season. What player impressed you the most? Mika Zibanejabs. Yeah, Zibanejad has to be the answer. Second place, Mika Michael. Zimjimadab. Who's your second place? Mika Zimjimadab. That's not a player on the Rangers. Mika Zimjimadab. My second place is probably Tony D'Angelo, Mika and then Bushnevich, just because I knew, you know, I knew Bushnevich was going to be a good hockey player if he was given the opportunity, which he was. You know who's my? You know what? Who? This this shouldn't count though. I never mind. I was gonna say Georgiev's been one of my most impressive, but like, of course he's setting new career highs. Uh, I don't know. Shane had a good story, kind of tracking where guys are going in terms of uh, their career highs. Like Ryan Strom, you and I talked about on the flagship with his twenty two percent shooting. Like that's fun, not impressive. Uh, it's it's a it's a different sort of thing. That's impressive the way that like, oh look that uh, that zebra is still alive. He's got a. But, you know, he's got a lion hanging from his neck, so that's not going to last. Um, I don't know why I took it to, to the Serengeti there, but that's what I did. Um, I'll go with Booch with 20 goals. The fact that he has been able to do this after the season he had with with the injuries and not getting the opportunity. Like, it's a crazy thing, Joe, because he, he didn't play against the Devils um, on Monday night. And last season... He averaged 15 minutes and one second in 74 games. You know what his ice time averages this season, Joe? It's like not much more than that, right? It's literally 15 minutes and one second. It's the same amount. And we, we all know how crazy his deployment was last season. Of course, that's just the surface level of the ice time. But that gives you kind of a, a little snapshot into how how much of an uphill battle it has been for him. You know, especially if you understand the context that's... And, you know, he is shooting at a nice, crispy uh, 17.7%. But when you watch him play, the primary point production there, the, the finishes there, the chances are there, it's been a really good year for him. So I'll go with Zvitajad 1, uh, Booch 2, and an honorable mention for, I mean, it shouldn't count, but Georgiev has just been a fun story for yeah, me. Yeah, he really has been. Uh, okay, next question. Josh Zarkin. How did the Rangers suck? Or that. Right. How do the Sabres suck this bad that they're messing with our tank? Yo, tell you what. Buffalo Sabres, those motherfuckers know how to tank. Okay? That's a team that, and I'm looking this up right now just to confirm this number because it is that crazy. They're 1-8-1 and in their last 10 games. They've lost 7 in a row. Good for fucking them. But you know what, Buffalo? Buffalo. I got news for you, bitches. You won the fucking lottery last year. You're not doing it again this year. Okay? Why not? Because I said so. All right. Uh, so the thing to me that stands out is uh, I think it, it's 
in March now, Jeff Skinner has one goal in 16 games. Uh, he had 30 goals in the first 48 games of the season. Like, that's one reason why Buffalo, I think, is... is uh, you mean shooting like, percentages go is, up and is, down based on the average? Buffalo is just filling all the bed. All the bed with shit. Uh, but that's that's a big part of it. The other part of it is, you know, they... Like you said, they're 1-8-1 in their last 10. They're just falling apart. They've never been... You know, their offense is really, really dried up. I think right now, you know, uh, just looking at, like, you know, the standings, they have, you know, a bottom, you know, a bottom six offense in the league. They have 212 goals in 79 games. That's not good, Joe. That's not good when the Devils have more goals than you this season. If I know something, it's that that's bad. The Rangers have six more goals than the Sabres do. That's, uh... And, like, the Sabres have some guys in their lineup that score goals. I've seen them do it, Joe. I've seen them score goals. I think I've seen the Rangers score a couple of goals, too. Chris O'Connor, who do you got in the Frozen Four? And I told him when he asked this question, I'm not answering the slander because my Quinnipiac Bobcats lost 3-1 to to Minnesota Duluth last night. So, Mike, you can answer this question. I refuse to partake with terrorists. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a stance to take. Uh, man, that's tough. Um, I'm rooting for, you know, I, I want to see as, as many Rangers prospects as possible, but that's going to be kind of difficult now, uh, if, if at all possible at all. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I guess watching... Minnesota Duluth is really good, so, and they beat Quinnipiac, so I guess if they win, at least Quinnipiac lost, too. Yeah. You know. I don't know, man. I like, like Denver. I... They have a 29-year-old head coach. Like, that's a, that's a cool thing. I, I like I like the I like Minnesota Duluth because they have a great uh, women's hockey program that I appreciate greatly, um, and I I don't know when Cornell lost it means no more Morgan Barron so that was a bummer for me. Um, UMass is fun, Denver is fun, but but I'll, you know I'll go with Min- Minnesota UMass Duluth. too. UMass is another good. There's not terrible options out there. No, there's not terrible options. Like I. Uh, going into it, I was like, fucking let's go. Morgan Barron. I just want to see him play as much hockey as possible. Um, and then that fell apart. So a little more a little more flexible now. But, you know, Joe, it's, it must make you sad. Minnesota Duluth beat your little Quinnipiac Bobcats. They did. My boy Ram Pecknold. Your boy. Who, by the way, made $6,700 a year when he started coaching at Quinnipiac. When they were a little D3 program. And now they're a perennial team in the what NCAA. He, what does he make now? So, uh, he's got to be close to a million, I would think. Because UMass, ironically enough, ironically enough tried to hire him. Uh, my wife was still coaching at Quinnipiac, so I'm going to say it was four years ago. It was Jack McDonald. He was the old athletic director. It was his last year. And he said, you know what? Let us have the final word on this and Rand came back and uh, yeah he stayed at Quinnipiac Jack McDonald I just want to ask you a quick question Uh, do you know another man on the planet named Rand Rand Pecknold just Rand just the first name Rand I don't think so alright that's all I wanted to clear up what does that have to do with anything honestly I was just very curious no don't you know who Rand Pecknold is a friend of who's that Stephen Valaket oh Stevie Valaket yeah 
M. D'Alessio, since the 2012-2013 season until today, what do you consider the worst personnel move the New York Rangers have made? This can be signing, not signing, not re-signing, trading for, etc., etc. Um, I'm going to say not keeping Strawman. Since when? 2012. Okay. Ooh, not signing Strawman is your pick, that, huh? That's a big one. Oh, man. That's a good one, bud. Because uh, the Rangers' defense at that point was a complete catastrophe. That's really the beginning of the... I mean, you know what? Like that, what that was also like, takes hard. the cake? What's signing that? Girardi and then re-signing Stahl. Right yeah, that, that's, what I was, that's what I was trying to... If like, you can combine those head. two together, yeah. that's the... Actually, all three of those moves, because they all happened sort of They're around the same time. That, that whole too. sequence yeah. of events, that whole summer after the Stanley Cup, was a fuck... Like, anybody involved in that should be fired. Honest to God. Yeah, those dominoes definitely all touched each other. That Strawman, Girardi, Sexually. Stahl thing. Because when Girardi got his deal, it's like, well, what are you going to give Mark Stahl then? And then, of course, they gave Mark Stahl more money than they gave Girardi. And, you know, they, they opted to... Oh, man. I mean, I feel like I would say that those were the signings that I think were the most... Like the the most egregious, the trade that I I mean I I go back to it probably too much and I harp on it too much. The Eric Stahl trade I think is, you know, but the, it really wasn't a bad idea. Like that's the thing that is so frustrating is, it just they the way the, the team used him, the fact that they didn't need him. But I wouldn't consider that on par with like the no not at all. The little I mean all. think about it the Girardi Stahl combination. And if you're not letting me include Strawman in there, fine. Mm. Um, that combination caused such a ripple effect. There were so many financial decisions made because of those two that it completely any opening of the Stanley Cup window was completely gone. Yeah. So maybe that's my answer. Br three TT. When we finally get another Stanley Cup, what is the podcast going to be like the day after? Well, sir, you assume that Michael and I will be alive and not in a viciously hungover state of euphoria. But it'll be very happy, I think. Maybe Joe, will have been, Joe will have been dead for years. I will, uh, I'll take time away from my, my book tour to, to talk about it. And what is your book about? Shower Bugs. Shower Bugs, the swinging penis story. Michael Silvers, this is a doozy. Okay. Does Igor Shestyorkin really have the clout to dictate terms in order to come over to North America? In other words, if he doesn't feel he needs to play in Hartford, as has been suggested, will the Rangers management just say, okay, anything you want, Igor? This is coming from a report that is, like, some people say it's real, some people say it's not true. Um, and I think the report did mention that the Rangers were negotiating with Chesterkin, which at the time of the report was illegal, so that was not the case. Um, that Chesterkin do does that not want to come to North America and play in the AHL. Eric and I talked about it last week on the uh, on the Off the Post show. Yeah, you like, and your new best friend. Yeah, Eric, he's yeah. awesome, man. Um, why would he? He's a superstar on the best KHL team that Russia has to offer. So why would he want to go to the AHL? Because he's um, proven everything he can over there, Joe. So will I'm just playing devil's he'll advocate, probably have an out clause the same way that Pavel Buchnevich did, and the Rangers are going to have to figure shit out. But I don't think it's a ridiculous ask for him to say, "Hey, I want an out clause if you send me to the AHL." 
What are your thoughts, Mike? I think it's pretty reasonable considering what he's accomplished there. The KHL is considered the second best league. Um, and like we know, we know how good you know the team he plays for is. But you know, with with, with SK, but like, come on. Um, if I was him, I'd be like, yeah, uh, I'm not coming if I'm going to be, you know, stuck in Hartford playing behind, you know, Chris Begris and Ryan Lindgren. Like, I, I want to be an NHL goaltender. And, like, that's that's the real thing, too, is he, like, the point I was just saying when I was trying to play devil's advocate a little bit was he's accomplished so much already at this, at, you know, the age he is for, for a goaltender in the KHL, but... The other thing is, like, why would he give that up to, you know, be in the AHL? Um, it's, I mean, the, the, it's it's so fascinating with how well Georgiev has played. And, like, I know, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, look at his save percentage, like, uh, all that. But the league has taken notice of how good Georgiev looks right now. I mean, he's... He's now up to a 9-12 save percentage, thanks in large part due to how he's played in the last couple uh, weeks now. And you know, for him to have you know a, an even record, he's 13-13-3 with a 9-12 save percentage. This is an undrafted goalie, Joe. This guy came out of goddamn nowhere. If he's from Bulgaria, like no one expected him to have anything like this. Like we were excited last season when you know we just saw him start in nine games or whatever it was, and it's like, oh yeah, he's you know, hey, maybe, maybe that'll be fun yeah, now. Yeah, maybe, maybe we go something, something. And now it turns out the Rangers do have something with him. But I feel like if if I'm Shistorkin, I'm going to say, yeah, I want this clause. And if I'm the Rangers, honestly, I give it to him. Like it's a, it's having a goalie as good as him. It, it, you bring him over. If you're wrong on him, then you deal with the consequences. But if you're right on him then you have a problem that you want to have in terms of that many goalies who you can have in the NHL. I mean, it would be shitty to send Georgiev to the AHL uh, after the way he's played this year because he certainly has earned you know, a continued spot in the lineup. But, I mean, I believe in, I believe in Benoit Allaire. Get Benoit Allaire's hands on Shostorkin because if he's been able to work with Ranta, get Ranta where he got him, and he's been able to get to get Georgiev to this level. Let him get them paws on that sweet, sweet eagle. Put put them paws right there. Get them paws on that boy. Put them paws right there on that boy. Uh, put those paws right there on that boy right there. John Lowe. Johnny Lowe. If the Blue Shirts miss out on Panarin and Carlson, what do you think they'll do? Go after other free agents, make crazy trades, or just do nothing? I hope they miss Ooh. out on the free agents, and I hope they're bad next year for a good draft pick. Um... Uh, they're not going to go the RFA route because they can't. Because they can't give up a 2020 first-round pick for You're a player. You're a coward, Joe. You're N- no, a fucking I'm, coward. I'm logical. Okay? That's what I am. Tell you to the cowardly you yellow stupid. Belly. You lift up that shirt, you got a yellow belly. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Well, yeah, I'm going to take this yellow belly. You got a yellow belly full of popsicles and, and shower bugs. Okay. Well, no. I'm not going the RFA route. Um, there's really no other, like, I don't want the Rangers dipping into free agency unless they are getting a, a Panarin or a Carlson, because you use free agency for superstars. And I, I honestly, you could talk me out of not getting Carlson at all. I could be fine with missing both of them, but you don't go crazy. Okay, you take a deep breath. Yeah. Offer yeah. sheet Mitch Marner. No. No. 
Look why the devil. Why would you want? Look the devil right in the eye. Why would you want to sacrifice devil. a potential lottery pick in 2020 for Mitch Marner? Because you know what Mitch Marner is. I do, but you can get somebody as good, if not better, and under more team control if do you, you know bottom that? out. Do you know that? I if you bottom out, yes. Do you think Nico Heischer is going to be better than Mitch Marner? No, Nolan but that's but let's not pretend. Ross Let's not pretend that all... You're acting like I'm not making points. Le, uh, well, you're not, because my point is going to be, let's I'm not gonna, pretend... I'm, I'm going to just talk faster. Let's not pretend that all of those <laughs> picks... Let's not pretend that all first-round picks are the same thing, Michael. Okay? Let's not pretend that I'm not going to get you into an abandoned paint warehouse. <laughs> grease you up in Crisco and leg wrestle you until I prove my point. Well, your point's not going to be proven because I have enormous thighs and I will use them you just think to you suck have the, li- the life out of you. Oh, I know I have enormous thighs. I have, like, I won poles. a Finnish thigh competition. So. Well, they have they have notoriously narrow thighs, so the joke's on you, sir. Well, it's not because I was my thighs. I have the thighs of a glorious suburban. They, I mean, su- they called me bear, Thunder bear. God bear. of the Thighs. Thick. Fish Jesus, what is the reason for calling up Gilmore and Lettieri if they don't get any playing time? Great uh, question. Gilmore is like, like, the Rangers could do such a better job tanking if they just fucking played kids. Yeah, they could. But hey, Connor Brickley's in the lineup. Okay. Philip Ghostine, who, by the, by the way, actually, Michael, can I ask you a question? Can I put you on the spot? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Phil and I answered a question last week from Felipe. You mean Eric? Sorry, yeah. Eric and I answered a question last week from Felipe about top 10 Rangers since 1994. Yeah. Assuming Richter, Graves, Lundquist, Leach, Messier are in your top 10. All right, so assuming Richter, Graves. Well, who Leach, would they be? Messier. Would Richter be in your top 10? Of course he would. What a stupid Leach, question. Yeah. Hank. Hank. Messier. Sure. Graves. So that's five out of Who am I missing? I'm missing one more. Since 94. Because wasn't it, there was four? Leach, Graves, Messier, Richter, Hank. That's five. Yeah, but there was, I thought there was an, I thought we were only, all right, fine. Who are your other five people? Uh, Michael Nylander. Uh, He was on mine, number 10. Matsucarello. He was on mine, I believe number seven. Callie. Not on mine, but on Eric's. Kreider. Not on either of ours. One more. And... Wow. Since 94. Oh, you know what? I've always had a... People are laugh at me. I always really liked Martin Ruchinsky. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it's, it's about... And by the way, I've thought about this more since we answered that question. And we're actually going to do a summer show with Eric where we're going to kind of... Go oh, is that, that right? Well, you're going to be a part of that one, you bitch. Unless you, you get fired before then. Well, um, I honestly extra think Crisco for Eric. Then I think I could talk myself into swapping Nylander, who was my number ten, with Sean Avery. Oh, for the love of God! I'm just saying, I could. I think I could talk myself into for it. For the love of God, look at you! Look um, at the way you act. Wait, this- didn't Eric pick Mike York? No, he loves Mike York, but he okay. didn't pick him. I mean, my he- other ones, by the way, were Rick Nash. That you did not have, uh, and Marion Gabrick. Oh, uh, you know what, Gabby? I think I'll Gabby's a Callahan. really underrated pick. I'm knocking Callahan out, and I'm adding uh, Rick Nash. Rick Nash is a goddamn gentleman. No love for Gabrick. No, Gabrick is outstanding, but uh, Gabrick was always my brother Connor's guy. 
But that doesn't mean that he... he all right, I'm not even getting into this with you. This question answered by Felipe, or this question by Felipe Ghosting this week. If you had to guess, which offseason moves will the New York Rangers do? We just kind of talked about that. Uh, the only thing I will say is I think... Offer sheet, Mitch I think Marner. They're going to make it. a trade for Adam Fox, and I think they're going to try to make a trade for Jacob Truba. And I Panarin. S- I see you. Offer sheet, Mitch Marner. So You only live once, Joe. There's that. I know you've done absinthe. Uh, I have, and I hallucinated because I ate the worm, and then you and Adam told me that there was no that it's not yeah because like I a hallucinogenic. I read up about it, and it, that doesn't happen. It's all just it's just it's a myth. I I'm not kidding. I don't know how much of this I should actually admit on the air. So yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe we'll move on. Um, gray market. Assuming Kreider is worth at least one first-round pick, do you pursue a trade simply due to how deep next year's draft class is? Depending on free agency, we may still be a lottery team, but either way, the draft is supposedly historically deep. I mean, According to some, it's historically deep. According to others, it's uh, not historically deep. I, I think the Rangers need to think about all options. That's. Are you shaving right now? No, I ripped up an old gift uh, gift card. You're just ripping up gift cards? First of all, aren't gift cards made of, like, the same shit that credit cards are? You can't rip no, that. No, th- this one was an Amazon gift card. It was, like, a really firm cardboard, and that's why I ripped it. I was like, can I rip this? And I was like, oh, look at me. I'm super strong. Interesting. Did it make a good, satisfying sound? You want, let's Hold on. Let's ASMR this. I'm going to rip it really close to the A-S-M-R. mic. ASMR. Joe, shut up. I'm ASMR. Everyone quiet. Oh, that Ooh. actually was kind of nice, especially yeah. at the end. That one's oh, for you, the Rangers folks. are going to lose. That's outstanding news, Against folks. The devils. Woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. Uh, someone got hurt, though, so I gotta, I gotta figure oh, out. What the hell's wrong with you, then, celebrating victories? This is the game where oh, I this rewatch is, the this game is as a awesome. Go you ready for this? Sure. Devils fans and Rangers fans in the upper deck joined together to chant, We both suck. Oh, that's fun. Camaraderie between. You know what? I was also at a Devils game, and I gotta tell you, Joe, their, do ch- their chant is. Uh, they do the whistle, and just like the Rangers do, pop band sucks, which has to end. By the way, it's it has to end. Um, and Devils fans do, as we all know, Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, and then some people add Crosby watches. But I don't know why they don't catch more shit for that. It's the stupidest shit in the world. Hmm. It's like I didn't, first I didn't of all, to anything you said because I was watching. Well, first of all, to me, it's hurt. homophobic. Like it's legitimately homophobic. Can you start over? What happened? Yeah. So the Devils chant, uh, the, you know, like uh, the Pot Van su- sucks chant with the whistle, like that's dumb. The Pot Van sucks chant. The Devils chant is Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, and and Crosby watches. That's what they do. And to me, it's like, why don't they catch more shit for that? Yeah, I guess they could. And probably should. I mean, yeah, think about how, but answer. like, think about how dumb. Like, people called Dancing Larry Homo Larry for I don't know how long. I like, know, I legitimately him. knew of him as Homo Larry when I was a kid going to games, and that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And that, I mean, that obviously changed probably within the past five years. So, like, enough flack was given that people, or maybe people, just realized that it was a stupid thing to do. Um, for whatever reason, sometimes sports kind of gets put in this like, oh, it's, you know, it's all in, you know, fun and games, goofy, 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 but like, it's not. No, it that isn't. shit's stupid. Because yeah. every time I, they chanted it, I would look around and I'm like, oh yeah, there's, 
There's a bunch of prepubescent kids here who just hear this and it's normalizing this for them, and that's all okay now. Like, that's... I don't know. It makes me sad. That's all. Don't be sad, Michael. Um, I'll rip up some more gift cards. Did you answer the question about Kreider? What was that? The question about Kreider with uh, trading him? Yeah. Like... The, the th- like you said, you listen to all offers. The, if what's so interesting now to me is with with this injury, because Kreider, like how you, we we often talk about, like it's a it's a storyline you'll see a lot in in you know in various publications, like a guy with a tale of two seasons, right? You want to talk about a guy who had a tale of two seasons, Chris Kreider, holy hell! And it's, and it's normally it's kind of the other way around, right? It's a slow start and. Uh, you know, and then these little flashes, then it's like, oh, yeah, he's coming on just when we need him. And now, you know, he's finishing this year with 27 goals, which is, hey, that's great news. Uh, but, man, has he just been invisible. And I know he's also been playing hurt, which, again, as you pointed out in your story that came out just before, uh, you know, you know, Brooks, Brooks did a story and the Rangers pulled him from the lineup is why the fuck is he playing hurt? What the hell are you doing? Doesn't make any sense at all. But, uh... I mean, since the All-Star break, Joe, in his last 27 games, five goals. Before the All-Star break, 48 games, 22 goals. Chris Kreider. I would... You listen for deals there because you have to, really. Um, And knowing... Knowing that I think you want an established winger, I think a lot of what they end up doing with, with Kreider... Is, is tied to what they're going to do in free agency here because if they can find that guy, they find the Panarin, right? Do you, Does that make you want Kreider? Or does that make you more encouraged to move him? Because remember, he is a UFA after the end of next season. So maybe you hold on to him and you say to yourself, uh, if it doesn't pan out, we, we sell him at the deadline and you know hopefully he'll have a bunch of trumped up numbers from from playing with someone like Panarin, you know, maybe if he gets the opportunity to play in the opposite wing there. But, yeah, it's uh, something to think about for sure. David K. If the Rangers don't land a top two pick, do they trade the highest first rounder they have straight up or as part of a package for a 2020 potential lottery pick since it is said to be a much deeper draft? Uh, I mean, the Rangers could try, but nobody's trading a 2020 pick if they could help it. Yeah, you don't want that's to. My, but that's my answer to that. The other thing, something that's important to keep in mind is the Rangers have actually, are doing a very good job of get, compiling picks and building the prospect pool of having pretty good to, to, to great prospects as opposed to those franchise players, those elite prospects. Uh, they have some guys who are really exciting who are still figuring out. I would still consider Hedl to be one of those guys. Uh, and Kravstov is obviously the other guy in that group and you know you could definitely make a case for Shostorkin uh, even though you know he's older but again goalies are voodoo it's really hard to predict what voodoo um but looking at you know with all that in mind it, it, it's it's a little risky to just say you know what we're going to tap out of this draft and go to the next one like it, it, i don't know I, w- I wouldn't i would be very very nervous to do that i'd rather say I'm gonna. We're gonna get the best player we think is available. If we're not, you know, if, if we're not a lottery pick, there's still gonna be a, you know, a couple of great players we can choose from. Maybe we're not getting, you know, a franchise talent that we were hoping for. But the Rangers have not been operating like, 
you know, they haven't, if they're trying to tank or trying to be sneaky about it, they're doing a really crappy job of it this year. I don't think that was kind of in their game plan. I mean, they want, you know, Hughes or Capo Caco, don't get me wrong. They want the one or two pick if they can get it, but that's not, I don't think they're all in for that. I don't think if they don't get it, that means they're going to pull something drastic. You know what I mean, Joe? It just, that would seem like a pretty dramatic maneuver. Yeah, you'd have to be damn sure, like Colorado. Damn sure. That you're getting a true lottery pick. Otherwise, you're just like you have a known quantity, you know, a known commodity, if you will, in your hand with that first round draft pick, even if it's seventh or sixth or whatever. And uh, yeah, the other Eric Carlson, the other one, the one that is our patron and friend, not mm-hmm. the one who plays hockey. I live in the Caps market, so I rarely get to see a Rangers game. Let's just say I found a way to watch all the games that's maybe not 100% above the law. True fan or internet hooligan? You're a fucking... You're a a true fan hooligan. I like this question. I do, too. You're going to answer it? Hey, you like it so much? You know what, Joe? I think if you're willing to roll the dice, you look the devil in the eye, you offer sheet Mitch Marner, and you (laughs) say, come come what may, I'm watching this fucking game. You you make Wayne Gretzky a center, and you make Messier a winger. You put Mark Messier in wing because you want to win a fucking championship. Because you want to win hockey games, even though it's against the rules of the game, and you're you're wild-carding it. You're knocking knocking bugs off shower walls with your dick. You call me No, 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 uh, time out. I'm I'm not using my dick as a weapon. I'll tell you this. I had a friend once. We went into the woods, okay, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just get, already off to an amazing. Get trip. ready for this. I had right? a friend once, so this is past tense. We went into the woods. Yes, in Pennsylvania. so him and I don't speak anymore. For With the a shovel, okay. Um, we went out into the woods in Pennsylvania. What, we had a summer house there. Uh, Fourteen years old, okay. Ooh. Went out into the woods, and That's what we used to do age. was we would just go, and we would look for cool shit in the woods. I'm talking like it was such a different time. 16 years ago, I'm not joking when I say that as like a 10 or 11 year old, me and my sisters and our friends, when we would go to our summer house in the Poconos, with no identification, no cell phone, no nothing, our parents would just let us fucking run in the woods. Yeah, and we would just come back at night, like hours later, no check-ins, no were you alive, there's fucking bears and deers and all that shit. No, we would just get checked for ticks every now and again. That was the extent of it. So... Me and my friend, we go to the woods, okay? We were looking for crazy shit. One time we found a, uh, it was actually really weird, and I, w- I wish I could go back and now and see, like, a collapsed, almost, like, ham radio tower. It was probably 20 feet tall, like, on the ground, and it was all crinkled and shit, but, like, it was a radio tower of some point, sort, and what it was doing in the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania, I have no idea. Probably but regardless, black um, ops government shit. we hung out, we decided that we were going to uh, play in a stream, so we were playing in a stream, and we laid on the side of the stream, and uh, we sat on a red ant nest. Red oh. ants covered our body. Uh, oh, one of them Joe. bit his penis, and his penis swelled, and it, it was like kind of funny. And then we, you know, we went back, and his mother, you know, she was there, and uh, his fucking penis was swollen. She said, "Put your dick in the cup," because it was filled with ice, and he didn't want to do it because it would cool him down. So there was that. 
That happens. What were we talking about before I, I did that? I have no idea. I was just trying to remember that to save the show, but I was... Something, you know... The mental I, image of a disappointed mother saying, get your dick in that cup. Yeah, well, he wouldn't do it. She, I actually think she said penis. Like, put your penis in the cup. Yeah, so you use the medical term. Yeah, to put his, right, the medical term. You had to put his penis in the cup. So, yeah, but we found a lot of weird shit out there. We found, like, um, notes that were written. Like, there very well may have been... It was very... Like, now is an... I would not do things today... As a 30-year-old adult with a yeah. functioning cell phone that I did as literally an, a 9-year-old. Yeah, bombing around in the woods as a kid is, is sketchy. You find, like, old... Like, I found, like, an old, like, hobo shanty town at one point where, like, just... Was it populated with hobos? No, no, it was, like, it was abandoned, but it was, like, liquor bottles everywhere and, like, you know, like, there's just, like, peanut, like, still unopened things of peanut butter. It's like, oh, he could be around. Oh, and he is around. Yeah, and then I was just like, I, I want to go who's, home. Who's that boy there kind of looking around? Who's that boy coming from my skippy? That boy coming down right there, and I tell you right now. You're coming from you, my you, skippy. Skip you take that skippy. That's right my skippy, that skip boy. Get the fuck um, out of my tent, boy. I come yeah, from I, my like, skippy with a rifle in my hand, boy. I don't got no rifle, but I got some fleas. Got some fleas, tell you that. Uh, I don't, dude, I, like, I would not do it now as an adult. If no, I leave the house hell, without my phone... And I, like, can't see my house anymore. You ever see the Bill Burr sketch where he talks about how, like, he talks about kids, like, running out to play. That you, if you leave your phone in your wallet, like, you have no identification on you. As soon as you get around the corner and you can't see your house anymore, you start hyperventilating. Like, yeah. how are they going to know who I am? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, in the, Mike, I'm talking about completely, and I know you have, you have similar experiences. Completely, I have no fucking idea where the house is anymore. And we oh, just yeah. found our way back. Yeah, you just stumble your way back. And you're like, like, I, I was know. more prepared to fight off the shantytown hobos at eight than I am now as a 30-year-old man. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. You're done. Like, when you're a kid, you got nothing to lose. You're just it, Well, you, you, you don't know any better. Like, you're, you're Mr. Magoo. You just fucking, you know, nothing can hurt you. <laughs> Mr. Magoo. It's crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, now it's like, oh Jesus! If something happens to me, in these dude, Kalen is Kalen is never going near the woods no. by herself. What are you Absolutely fucking not. nuts? No, I was we were you, followed home by a pedophile uh, once. By the way, for real, not a joke. Well, so took a turn. yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, we were like, we would walk from the pool that. to the house. It was like a mile, and on the way back, this guy was like following us in a car. And um, we ran, like, into the woods as a shortcut to kind of escape him. And he was, like, following us. It was kind of weird. He was, like, following us on the road. And he sort of knew where we were going because those were the only place the houses went. And we ran up, and there was a porch. So we all jumped over the porch. And then my aunt, who is a, a very tough woman, took my father's driver and gave it back to me. He was like, actually, if I use this, your father will kill me. Then she took a plank from, like, just a fucking plank of wood. And uh, he, like, stared at us, and then he drove away. And then he was in the papers later as being, like, a pedophile. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? And I was, like, nine, Mike. Nine. Anyway, Eric. a couple years ago, uh, called Wizardy the Frog. Uh, well, no, Wizardy the Frog was alive then. I was seven when I got him. <laughs> Wizardy so Wizardy was two years old. He was at his life expectancy at He's when I was nine years old. I am now a thirty-year-old adult man. Anyway, Eric Carlson, you're a badass. That's all I got to say to you. Final question: TJ Sorrow. Hey, Mike. All right, you know what, TJ? Oh. You're the second person to do this. Okay, I don't. I'm not fucking. 
I just I got I got filled with little feel goods after that. Yeah, did you riveting and horrifying story you, of the pedophile and the yeah the, Jesus Christ, buddy, holy hell! Well, what do you like, want me to do, man? I was. I mean, you're, you're you speaking know. truth. This is just I don't know, buddy. I'm a I'm a sexy guy. That's all that is, right that's there. A, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said on the show. <laughs> I am the sexiest man alive. That's I just, what it is. I just want to like pick you up and pat you on the head and keep you safe. That's all I feel like. I'm a, I'm a good looking man. That's what I am. Got a little though? scruff going right now. Yeah. You're, you're hammering some salt and vinegar chips before the I show. I was. Yep. Add on that fat. That's all that is. Um, TJ Sorrow. Uh, hey, Mike, with interest in Adam Fox intensifying. How many foxes could you ward off with a hockey stick to protect your hypothetical chicken coop? Oh, this is a... I'm so happy. This is an amazing question. So the first question we're asking here, naturally, is what sort of fox are we dealing with? Are we talking red fox? Are we talking arctic fox? Yeah, no, we're we're talking, you know... Or... The, the Russian bred domestic. No, 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 fox. no, no. We're talking. Let's talk an American red fox. American red fox. Because that's you, that, if you're going to have a chicken coop, you're not going to have it in the fucking Arctic. Okay. Okay. I have a hockey stick. You have one hockey stick. All right. It depends on how many access points they have to. Make All right. Two. So, and I'll even give you this. There's one access point. One access point. One and it's got to guard point. the gate. That's it. Until exhaustion. I. I will. They will not. They will not overwhelm me until I, see, lactic I don't think acid th- builds up in my muscles. I don't think that's true. Foxes and then work I'll, together. No, okay, they, don't. they literally never do. No, they will. In this instance, where they're all going, you're going to have a fox fucking jump at your head, right? So you're going to swing your hockey stick. How often have you seen one fox, let alone two, working oh, like okay. conniving but, together? But, uh, wait a minute. T- super timeout. The point is not super timeout. You. Super timeout. You only get one of these a podcast, and I just used it. Okay, so everybody, calm the fuck down. Okay. The challenge flag. The question. The question was not. Oh, ward off one fox until it's scared, and then another one will come. We have a fucking just a pack of foxes. I understand it's It's a a goddamn horde. So you don't think that they're going to wait Dragon Ball Z style one by one while they fight you? Hell no. No, that's they're all all jumping at the fox. No, you're misunderstanding me. My point is, I will be able to hold the gate until I get tired. All right, like, wait a minute. Uh, but again, they will not be be able to physically overwhelm me while I'm in my prime. But the, but the question is more like: pretend that there is no gate. There's just one access point, and you're standing I, in front of an open gate with a hockey stick. I'll. How about we? This will make it easier for me. How about I'm standing on top of a ch- chicken coop, and the foxes are trying to kill me. Fine. How long do I last then? Yeah. I you have one hockey stick. How many foxes could you could you take care of before they get to you? A fortnight. A fortnight is a length of time. I'm asking how many foxes. How many foxes? Yeah. Uh, You're not lasting two weeks, Michael. You're out of your mind. 200 foxen. I honestly don't even... uh, You thought the pedophile thing took words out of your mouth? I don't even know what to say to you right now. You think you could take out 200 foxes? They'd fucking overwhelm you. I know a lot about foxes, Jeff. That doesn't mean anything. Ask me something about a fox. How many foxes could you take care of if you were protecting a chicken coop? You've already proven that you're unreliable. 200, maybe. I'm going to say, honestly... If I get to limber up beforehand, 200 foxes. With the hockey stick, I could probably take care of 7 to 10. You're an idiot. It's 200. (laughs) 
if I'm a, naked, it's a hard and, and my dick is swinging. Well, okay, like, well that's a different. If, if you have a penis <laughs> swinging, you're instinctively more prepared. See, that number gets halved. Yeah. But while there is also a period of your more intensity. Oh, a thousand percent. See, for me, it's more yeah. foxes. If my penis. The kill rate goes up. The kill rate goes up, but you know what? If they get a little too close to some precious materials, all of a sudden you, your guard goes down. You protect your nuggets when you shouldn't be, and then one of them gets in the goddamn throat. The other thing to keep in mind here is foxes have shitty little cat teeth. They don't have, like... They're not going to be able to take you down. They're like they're like cat dogs. Uh, they're not even that big, man. Like, a full-grown, like, red fox is, like, less than 40 pounds. Yeah, but here's the thing. If... Say you have a fox that's coming right at you, okay? Say you have a fox coming right at you. It's coming snout to the dick. That's what I'm talking snout. about. This has been a very dirty... This has been a very dirty podcast, but I appreciate snout it. Right snout to right dick. to the dick, okay? Sure thing. You're going to instinctively protect yourself, okay? So you're going to swing that hockey stick at the fox. Or you're going to raise your knee and swing the stick because you're not a goddamn idiot. Okay. You, are you raising the knee and hitting the same fox? Of course you are. You so you've used, a slap two, shot? you've used two weapons against one fox. You're going to die when the next fox comes around and bites the fuck out of your calf. I'm six the foot two. foxes just, they just come in at you. I'm six foot. If I'm wearing a pair of jeans, and I got and I <laughs> and, a, and a jock strap. No, I don't need the jock strap. If I have a pair of jeans and just like a, a plain white T-shirt, and let's say I have hockey gloves and a hockey stick, I'll last for a very long time. Two hundred foxes. All See, right, two hundred clean. Two hundred clean. Uh, I'm not gonna like. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna look like pulled pork afterwards. They're gonna have shredded me up, Joe. Well, you're not going to be... I'm going to be. I'm gonna look like loaded nachos. I'll be shredded up. Okay. But I'll tell you what, there'll be a fucking mountain of dead fox around my ass. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be eating fox meat for weeks. You'll feed the shantytown. I'll come out of there with a the necklace foxes. with little crushed fox skulls, and they'll, they'll call me a goddamn fox man. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for uh, listening to this podcast, patreon.com slash blueshirtbanter. We're proving to you what happens if you do not let the professionals handle the podcast. They literally so. never work together, and you claim that they work together all the well, time. Well, if they had one singular goal, I don't know why they wouldn't. They don't have a fucking hive mind, man. But, it, it, but you know, do foxes have packs? That's what I'm Googling right now. Of course they don't, you stupid bastard. You seem to be correct. Of course I'm correct. Yeah, you're coyotes! Saying. Coyotes barely have packs. They don't, They seldom work together, coyote. But you know what I'm, bring down large I'm, prey. I'm finding this information out on thefoxwebsite.net. And it literally looks like, like geo, it looks like a geo. It looks like a geo city's website. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for answering, asking the questions. Hopefully, Mike and I have entertained you. Patreon.com/slash Blue Shirt Banter. Please. I'm so sorry for this. And leave a five star review if you like talk about swinging penises. Please still hire me if you're thinking about hiring me after this show. That's all. Uh, I'm you should hire Mike. He will kill foxes for you. I'll do a lot of stuff. <laughs>